Hey, and welcome to the Big Planet Comics Podcast, you guys. Well, hello. Hello. <laughs> High energy. <laughs> uh, this is episode 98 what? of the Big Planet Comics Podcast. Oh, jeepers. Did we figure out when we're doing the... Going back to the 90s. The episode 100? December. No. Something? December something. Yes. Early December. Early December. Uh, have we decided we're going to do a Friday? Yeah, we're going to do a Friday. It'll be a Friday night, so all you cool kids with your awesome plans... Cancel them. Yep. For every night in December. <laughs> Most likely December 6th. Yeah. Most likely December 25th we're going to do it. Yep. That's, tw- a, that's a Wednesday, 27th. The, do you know what day Christmas is on? I know, because that's New Comic Book Day. Oh, not not, not this year. Yep. We're nope. going to be open on Christmas, you guys? No. <laughs> Let's not. not do it. My name's Kevin. I'm Nick. I'm Jared. We're, we're not going to be open on Christmas. No. That's the end of it. Jared, thanks for listening. Yeah, thanks for listening. That's it for this uh, update of the hours of Big Planet Comics podcast. Speaking of that, is this Monday Veterans Day or is that next Monday? I don't it know. Is this Monday because it's my birthday. Is this Monday? Oh, it's your yeah. birthday? Yep. Happy birthday, Jared. Sweet. Thanks. That's the birthday song. <laughs> we can't afford the regular birthday song. Birthday to you. Birthday to me. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> Saying happy birthday to yourself. What so do we have different hours on Monday? That's all I got. Anybody? No, is this what we're talking about right now? <laughs> <laughs> I just want to know what hours I'm working. Hey, uh, uh, that's um, a good question. Do you know how many boxes we're supposed to get in next week? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, what have you guys been doing? What's been going on? Oh, Lord. <laughs> this is going to be a short podcast. We um, don't have any questions. Nobody did anything. <laughs> I, I feel like I did something. <laughs> Okay, well, Nick beat Grand Theft Auto. I did. I did. Beat it? I finished Grand Theft Auto, the single player. Uh, I'm only at 80%. I don't. I think that's probably good enough. Um, but, like, was there, like, a storyline you completed? Yeah, or yeah you, like, I finished, I finished the, main, cars? the main story. And most it's like the, steal four Porsches. You most, win. most of the side stuff. <laughs> well, that'd be a short game. <laughs> I didn't compete all, in all the races, but... Oh, man. Oh, man. I thought you were going to get that 100%, away. dude. Uh, it's, it's too much work. I need it. <laughs> too much. I don't you want work. a trophy? I got to find all the yeah. alien pieces. There are alien pieces in this? Uh, UFO. Pieces. What a twist. I think you can build a UFO, yeah. You can build one? I think. I don't know. That would be amazing. We don't know. We'll find out when Nick gets all the pieces on the next episode of the Big Planet <laughs> Comics podcast. Well, I, did, I did this one side, Chris, where I had to find all these pieces of a submarine, uh, and it was like 50 pieces, and I had to use like sonar and like look all over the oceans for it. And once I found it, the lady's like, here's 10 bucks. <laughs> are you sure you're not playing what? Lego Marvel? Yeah. yeah. What? <laughs> That's ridiculous. I want to play that. I do want to play that as well. On PlayStation 4. Is it come out? Oh, is it going to be on PlayStation, PlayStation 4? Yeah, yeah. What are our hours on Monday, you guys? I'm not <laughs> sure. We got a lot of boxes coming in now. Yeah. What, what else you been doing? That's it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, well, I, I recently got my girlfriend to watch all the Back to the Future movies. Nice. Back to Back to Future. Well, Jared, Jared always does crazy stuff. What'd you do, Jared? Did you watch a food food truck race? Nope. Uh, my my friend uh, <laughs> sounds about right. My friend Mike and his friend Ryan are co-writing a webisode podcast YouTube video series that I'm going to be one of the characters in. What does that mean? Uh, that we're doing five minute episodes that will be up on YouTube, and we shot our first episode on Saturday. What's it called? Smoke break. Does it take place in a smoke break? It does. It's a kid who's at some lame corporation place who has his smoke breaks, and then the two other characters come out and try to become friends. And which one are you? I'm the older, not cool one. Oh, okay. That yeah. sounds about right. <laughs> I know. It's a real, real acting right. stretch for me. <laughs> well, that sounds fun. When is that going to be available for people uh, to watch? Unfortunately, we're shooting it outside because they're on their smoke breaks, and we realize it's going to be really, really cold in the coming weeks, so it might not be till January or February that we actually put up episodes. So we don't die while trying to film it. But that makes we, sense. Yeah, we did the first five-minute episode, and it only took us five hours to shoot. No oh so boy. I think we're on a good track to uh, finish the other 11 of them. Sounds Maybe. good. Yep. So Well, when it, when it gets closer to time, let us know. You know, yeah. everybody, you got you to gotta, you gotta pimp your stuff. But. Oh, I will. The, <laughs> other, the other characters are really funny. So <laughs> The other characters. In, intentionally, I'm funny in a because I'm lame sort of way. Sounds great. I did take yep. a nice trip to Skyline Drive. Oh. What is that? Skyline Drive? Never yes. There? No, so, I, I don't it's know. It's a what. cul-de-sac in Great Falls, Virginia. Is no, that true? It's a long, Probably. It's a, like a hundred mile road in in the mountains of of Virginia. The Shenandoah. And you mountains. just drove on it. Yeah, we took some stops. You can go hiking in the mountains, but it was how, too how fast were you driving? Thirty, forty miles an hour. Is it so fast? Is that where like hill folk live? No, but there's lots of bears. There's. there's you mean a, like big, <laughs> <laughs> like hill folk? Yeah, hill folk. Uh, that's like where like Jessica White and all those people live. 
No, they live in West Virginia. Oh, I don't know, man. That's not close. West. They don't live in Western Virginia. <laughs> oh, I thought that was the same thing. <laughs> yeah, don't forget that West Virginia seceded from Virginia because they didn't like us. I thought it was like Northern and Southern Dakota. <laughs> <laughs> it's not long before Southern Virginia you mean secedes. Northern. That's true. It's getting there. Yeah. The last election. Oh, hey, there was an election yesterday. Hey, you guys. Let's Politics. let's do some election news. <laughs> uh, the election happened, you guys. Yeah. And the, the Democrats won. Yep. That's it for this week in election news. <laughs> wait for the song to finish. Shh. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Wait, 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 wait. What have you been doing, Kevin? Well, <laughs> uh, I, nothing. Yeah. That's why I made you guys go first. Uh, <laughs> I've been working on the next uh, Zodiac Star Force script. That doing is that. not nothing. That yeah. is awesome. So I'm doing that a lot. Uh, working on a pitch as well for Zodiac Star Force at the same time. And you guys are posting the Star Force Adventures mini comics. We stuff? are. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's also happening. Because how long was that? That's like a 12-page It's like story? a 12-page thing. So that's going to post over the next six weeks. ZodiacStarForce.com. <laughs> but you're going to be like continuing more of those adventures, like the kind of chibi, cute style? Yep. That's the next thing going up. That's nice. the script I'm working on right now so I can work on a pitch for a publisher in the background and uh yeah i think that's about all i've been doing how many times did you watch pitch perfect this week this week no times oh no i did watch real steel today <laughs> oh gosh let's talk about real steel you guys okay basically it's over the top but with robot fighting mm-hmm. the kid in it looks with a lot rock'em sock'em robot rock'em sock'em yep uh the kid in it looks a lot like jake lloyd mm-hmm. oh boy mm-hmm. and uh and hugh jackman seems like a bad father i'm not talking about the movie <laughs> just i just think he's a bad dad I don't know. He'd probably teach you how to like sing and dance and yeah, all kinds of cool. There's a part stuff. of that movie where the the kid is like, "I wanna, I want this robot to box," and he's like, "I'll teach this robot to box if you teach this robot to dance." <laughs> and then they and then they both do. So okay. it's like rock'em sock'em, yep. over the top, over the footloose. Yep, I, I like it. I need to see this movie. Wait, wait, you haven't seen Real Steel? No. Oh, oh man. boy, <laughs> we're gonna take a two hour break. <laughs> we'll be right back. We still haven't t- seen Prometheus. What really? Yeah. Really? Really? Wow. I love I love that movie, but a lot of people I hate that movie. I love watching that movie with the sound off. No, I haven't seen Man of Steel. I haven't seen that either. I haven't seen that either. Well, I don't care. Seen it. That's incredible. <laughs> I do not care about Man of Steel. I really don't either, but Me I'm, I'm, I'm going to see it. I'm going to watch it this week. Hey, you know what I did do this week? I listened to, What's that? What's um, that? Uh, to this is a different podcast. But I'm going to tell huh? you guys to listen to it. There's oh. a podcast called How Did This Get Made? Oh, yeah. that's pretty good. It's oh, like yeah. uh, Paul Shear uh, from Human Giant and a couple other people. And this week they talked about the Daredevil movie. Nice. And their guest uh, person on it was Ed Brubaker. Oh. And it was great. It's like Ed Brubaker making fun of the Daredevil oh, movie. Oh, my God. I can't imagine. He and must have loved it. Yeah, it was really fun to listen to. So you guys should check that out. What's that one called? How Did This Get Made? That's a good title for that. On the internet. On the internet. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but yeah, that's it. That's all I've been doing. Writing. Watching TV. No, <laughs> same things. They're playing Wind Waker. What's Wind Waker? Oh, Wind Waker is what's Wind Waker? The best yeah. Zelda game. Yeah, it's a oh, Zelda, Zelda game. Uh, they came out on GameCube, and now GameCube. they remade it for the Wii U. I don't own Wii U. That so is, I'm, in my that. opinion, the best. What do you have, Jared? A PlayStation Three? Yep. Cutting edge. Hey, it's <laughs> for at least another week. It is. <laughs> Are you loving it? Uh, yeah, ba da ba ba ba. I'm loving it. I'm going to cut that out. I don't think we can afford that. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you want to sponsor us. Yeah. Uh, so I guess that's it. You guys want to do some news? Sure. Yeah, yes. let's do it. This just in Marvel announces Miss Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, a new Miss Marvel ongoing series by Juwilla, Juwilla Wilson and Adrian Alfona. Juwella? Juwella Wilson. <laughs> Juwella. Juwella, Juwella Wilson, who <laughs> did uh, Air yep, and, and Cairo. Cairo. Um, and it made some news because it's, she, it's a, fe- it, well, obviously female, but it's a, a Muslim uh, superhero and Juwella Wilson is also a Muslim. She's writing it. It's a, so it made news just because of that, which is a, a which unique, is, a unique yeah, thing. Sure. It makes sense. I mean, yeah. It's a weird thing to... Yeah, I mean, usually we're pulling news from, like, uh, you know, Comics Beat and uh, CBR and Newsarama, but this was actually in a New York Times article right. about this. So, yeah, I guess this kind of got some traction and, and made some big news. Um, yeah, I don't know. She was introduced in this week's Captain Marvel. Oh, is that true? Pick it up while you can. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, I think... Uh, what 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 is? Do you guys have opinions about this? Not really. I mean, I I, I like Juwilla Wilson. She's a good writer, and I love Adrian Alfona. So I'm I'm down. on board. Yeah, and Adrian Alfona drew uh, most of Runaways. Yeah, and that was great. Uh, yeah, Juwilla Wilson. I like her um, non superhero stuff. The only thing I've read superhero wise was that Vixen miniseries, and I don't remember that being particularly great. I can't remember. 
Uh, but uh, yeah, I don't know. It's the, to me like my my opinion on this is like I hope it's good because yeah, if right, it's yeah. good, it'll be good. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, the thing I'm kind of worried about is the article talked a little bit about how they're trying to do it. The character is going to be Pakistani American, and they said stuff like her brother's really conservative. Her dad wants her to be a doctor. You know, stuff that's like yeah, almost, almost stereotypically yeah. like Muslim. And I'm kind of worried that's like. It, it, at some point, it's cool to, like, deal with those issues. At other points, it's just, like, at what point is it just part of who they are as opposed to, like, a right. story plot line? Well, see, I'm sure. Well, also, that's, so. you know, that's, like, the press release. Yeah. So so we'll have to see the comic. G. Willow Wilson's a smart writer. So yeah. I think she'll probably tackle those things in a yeah. smart way. Yep. It's, uh... Yeah. She's got more of a personal perspective on it. Yeah, yeah that's it, true. It's a little less like when, uh... They introduced the Muslim Green Lantern, and That's it was written by was the same of. white guy that had written Green Lantern yeah, the whole time. Yeah. And it starts off with like the the September 11th. Yeah. Oh yeah, and him oh, like watching it on boy. TV, and then people think he's a terrorist and they're chasing him. I'm <laughs> yeah. like, what is happening right <laughs> yeah. now? That was like when uh, DC was like, hey, we're gonna we're gonna have a gay character, and then he gets killed. Like his boyfriend gets killed in the first issue. Yeah. They put him off into like Earth Two. They're like, that's the that's yeah. the Earth where the gay there's people. an alternate reality <laughs> where they're gay people. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, so anyway. at least it seems like they're handling this pretty well. Yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah. I, you know, it's always welcome to see more diverse characters, and the fact that they're getting more diverse creators, I think, is yeah. And the, the little bit of art that they showed looked cool. It seems like uh, this Miss Marvel is going to have some different powers. She's yep. like a shapeshifter or something like that. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. I mean, you know, see. comics, 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 comics. What else we got in news over here? I got one. <laughs> no, go for it. Uh, this coming weekend on November 9th, I think uh, Saturday, up in New York is the Comics Arts Brooklyn Festival, which is kind of the successor to the old show that was run a couple of years ago yeah so there was the brooklyn That's comic graphics festival, festival or yeah. some bcgf i think it was but uh yeah and that was run by dan nadell and yep. then uh what's his name gabe yep from desert gabe island Fowler, I think. yeah but now dan nadell is not involved yeah with they anymore, basically right? said last year they burned out and so it was like oh no the cool independent show in uh, new york's gone but now it's back <laughs> with just gabe apparently running it from desert island uh, but Retrofit Comics is going to be there, so I'll be stopping by. And debate. Controversial. Da- yeah, right. <laughs> Debuting <laughs> at the show, yep, is Keep Fresh, the new Retrofit Big Planet Comics book by Zajian Chen, which we just got in, and it looks amazing. It looks awesome. It's uh, in Chinese with English subtitles, which is, it's got rabbit dudes hitting people with hammers, so I'm pretty excited. I think that's interesting. It reminds me of that, uh, the Box Brown um <clears throat> Killsman, is that what it was called? Oh, which yeah. was yeah. in Dutch with Killman. English subtitles. Yeah. Latvian or something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah but uh, yeah, I think Comic Star Brooklyn seems cool. Also, at the same time in New York, there's this Jack Kirby uh, exhibit going on. Oh, um, really? Where at? Uh, in New York City. I will find it. <laughs> in New York City. <laughs> there's yeah. also a Paul Pope exhibit that I'm going to try to go to. That's cool. Yeah, the Jack Kirby thing is like this pop-up exhibit that's there for what? a few weeks. And oh, uh, it's I've seen some pictures of it. It looks pretty awesome. So anybody that's going up to Comic Star Brooklyn, go check that out, too. I also want to hang out with Banksy. <clears throat> yeah, is he still there? I don't hang know. With Jack Kirby. He's going to be there for a month. So I, I don't really care about Banksy. Like, I think he's interesting yeah. in, in a way. Like, he's not interesting, but, like, I think the stuff that's been surrounding everything going on in yeah. New York with him has been great. Yeah. Yeah. Like, um... The like he set up that pop up shop and yeah. he was selling art for like sixty bucks or whatever and people were like haggling him down yep. to a lower price. But my favorite thing was he he <clears throat> you know he goes into poor neighborhoods and this is the thing that I think is weird about Banksy yeah. because he's this sort of uh, you know he's this sort of arts figure. Right. He can go in and he can do graffiti and and people are like oh it's Banksy it's here but then other people do it and they and people flip out so he goes into this like really rundown neighborhood and he he uh he does one of his banksy pieces on the wall and these two dudes that live in the neighborhood their whole life oh, yeah. come up and they put a piece of cardboard over top of it yep. and they're charging people 20 bucks to <laughs> yep. look at it totally which amazing. i think is like the best thing yeah, in the entire world funny. he's like you want to you know you want to use our our neighborhood for your canvas well we're gonna make a little yeah. bit of money off of this that's I, totally cool also, at the same time, I heard, like, uh, the chief of police or something was like, I'm going to get you, Banks. I know. It's, I think he's the mayor, actually. He's like... <laughs> I think it's, it's Bloomberg. It's like this thing of, like, uh, like he's like Batman or something. Yeah. <laughs> they need to I'm hunt him down. I'm going to get you. And then there was another guy who... There was a Banksy piece that went up, and then the guy just started spray-painting his own graffiti on top of it. And people oh, were, right. like, beating him up. Wow. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's it's so crazy. It's so funny. Nuts. Yeah, there was one house where they just... On the side, and they came out, like, oh, cool, there's a Banksy thing on it. And some, you know, local graffiti guy came up to try to tag it himself 
and they're like, we have to hire security for the wall of our house. Oh, Lord. <laughs> yeah, they're like, we're not charging. We just want people to see it. But obviously, like, the local graffiti guys are so mad about it. It's amazing. So interesting. Banksy, if you come to D.C., I'm going to get you, dude. Watch out. I'm going to catch you. Uh, yeah, so that's it for news. That's it for Banksy news this week. No, it's not. We got, we got news. Oh, we do have more news. Yeah, so uh, Fanagraphics is uh, doing a Kickstarter. Yep. Which is, which is really interesting and really kind of surprising and maybe a little bit sad at the same yeah, time. Yeah. So basically what they, what they came out and said, they said, Fanagraphics Books is asking for your support. Continue our legacy by helping to finance our spring-summer season and be a part of the company that has published more great cartoonists than any publisher in the history of comics. So uh, some hyperbole. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think it's probably fair, though, actually. I mean, when yeah. you look at the, the sort of breadth of the stuff that they've published, yeah. when you're talking about Carl Barks or Dan Klaus or... The Hernandez Brothers yeah, or Chris Ware Stan or... Stan Sakai or... Yeah, just... Uh, and and, and even if you think about that, they're you know republishing like Steve Ditko and or Prince Valiant, Charles or... Schultz, and yeah. So, but uh, yeah. So I guess what seems like happened is in the last year, Fanagraphics uh, have kind of taken a little bit of hit financially. And of course, Kim Thompson, who's one of the co-founders, I think that was of the a company, big part of it. Yeah. Uh, he he died earlier this year, and I think that that was also yeah a big part of it. Uh, he was a you know a huge part of the day to day of that company. I think. Yep. And so, uh, yeah, it just, seems like they've kind of fallen on hard times. Which yeah, is, like editorially, I mean, like Kim Thompson <clears throat> translated so many of their foreign books that then you have to like finance that out to someone else or contract it out and then get a new editor to overlook. You know, it's just like the in- integral part of so much of their stuff is gone. So. Yeah, his tardy translations are like some yeah. of the best translations I've ever read. Um, <clears throat> but, uh, yeah, so I, this is a really cool thing to support. I think we're, we'll probably put a link up in the in the podcast notes yep. to, to go check this out. They have a bunch of really, uh, you know, they there are these... Uh, what are they called? Um, when like, you donate uh, pledge levels or whatever yeah. they are, but uh, it's like you know if you get thir- if you pledge bonuses, thirty bucks, yeah. you can get these books or whatever. There were there were a few really cool ones that actually disappeared pretty fast. One was Don uh, Rosa. Uh, Did you see that? One? Oh, I didn't see the Don Rosa one. Already gone. Oh. <laughs> yeah, they're because they're doing the Carl Barks Library. They're also starting a Don Rosa one, which for is awesome. The Duck stuff, which yeah. I was super excited. And there's like fifty signed copies, and those went already. I met Don Rosa. He's a nice guy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There was also uh, a Frank Santoro correspondence course oh, yeah. where you could go on Skype and like <laughs> oh, wow. and like learn comics from Frank Santoro, which is pretty yep. cool. Uh, that one disappeared pretty fast. Um, and there was one where you could get some custom Chuck Taylors painted by Gary Panther, which was oh which really was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's that awesome. one went pretty. Andy at our other store was pretty disappointed about yeah, that one. He but... went on to try to get it, and it was already gone. <laughs> and one is like an ad in the Comics Journal. Yeah, one <clears throat> that one that went quickly too was like you could send your like your comics in, and they would do like a kind of like editorial review of just be like, this is what you need to do with your comics or whatever. So yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, or like one there was a one that was like a signed. Uh, or not assigned like uh, like the the design team for Fanagraphics will design the cover of one of your books. Oh yeah, which was That's pretty awesome. cool. You guys should do that for retro. Fan. <laughs> yeah, awesome. we got good peeps. Um, yeah, so I definitely support that if if you can. Yeah, yeah. but basically, there's uh, so basically this is their spring like winter now and spring 2014 list of books. So they're just like if you give some money for this, we'll get them out on time and everything. So it's cool. Yeah, it's cool. It's good stuff. Also, the bee and puppy cat. Kickstarter is about to make its goal, so we're gonna get puppy cat. Yeah, we're gonna get to be in puppy cat cartoons. <laughs> Sweet. Jared's like, what are you talking about? I have about? no idea. It's a cool cartoon. Check it out. Cool. <laughs> All right. Uh, we don't have any questions this week because we forgot to ask people to send us questions. We ask we, every week. We, we did get a bunch. Always of, want them. I know, but we should put it on Facebook. We did get some <laughs> voicemails. Oh, but they were all. Um, like robocalls. What? <laughs> yeah, they're like we robocop. Play call? They're like vote for Terry McCollum. <laughs> um, robocop in theaters. Uh, did you guys see the new Robocop trailer? Yeah. Nope. It looks okay. Looks alright. Alright, let's review some books. We love comics, they're swell. Except when they're written by Scott Lovedell. I prefer important books like Louis Riel. It's time for reviews. Speaking of Scott Lovedell. He is now off Action Comics, and Woo. now he's been replaced. <laughs> yeah. By Greg Pack and Aaron Cooter. Randy. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, that's that's good. Yeah. <laughs> so so this is uh, Action Comics number 25 by the aforementioned Greg Pack and Aaron Cooter. And uh, this is... So DC is doing another weird thing where a bunch of their books are zero-year books right now. Is it all their books? No, but a lot of them. Yeah, so other books are either zero year tie-ins or forever evil tie-ins. So confusing. <laughs> All of them. So, okay, so there's a there's actually a part in this book where 
they're like, all the power went out in Gotham City. And I was like, wait, isn't this like a zero year book? <laughs> and they're like, and uh, because there's like this crazy dude dressed up like a bat. I'm like, this is really confusing because all the power <laughs> is out in Gotham City and Forever Evil as well. And I'm like, I don't even know what's happening right now. <laughs> but yeah, so all these zero year books are sort of taking place alongside Batman Zero Year, which yeah, is the big uh, the big Batman kind of the thing origin story. In, in, yeah. in Zero Year, like Riddler has shut down all power in Gotham City, and at the same time, there's this giant storm, super storm headed towards Gotham. Yeah, and then uh, in this issue, Superman fights that storm. <laughs> he does. <laughs> literally fights a storm. Yeah, so that's kind of mostly what this issue is about, I guess, right? Yeah, well, it's got a little bit more. There's uh, some stuff about uh, him and Lana Lang when they were younger, and she's you know trapped in this storm, and he's, he doesn't know he's saving her, and um, and that's pretty interesting. Like the relationship seems different in this. Um, actually, it, it seems like they're going to continue it. I like like this relationship better than the Lois Lane relationship. I don't know. Yeah, Lana's or better than the Wonder Woman relationship. Oh yeah, that's yeah. sort of a weird that's, thing too. That's, that's a non relationship. These things are all going on at the same time. That's true. Yeah. Poor Lois Lane though. Yeah, she's. The sh- I mean, I guess she exists still. Spoiler alert: In uh, the new issue of Earth Two, if you don't want to hear, just just cut off for a second. Lois Lane is now Red Tornado. Wait, what? Isn't Red Tornado a robot? <laughs> yeah. A robot? She's in, she's in a robot body. Oh, oh wait. I need boy. to say something right here. Huh? Also, Superman is is controlled by Darkseid. Earth, on Earth 2. Yeah. <laughs> where all the gay superheroes live. <laughs> or die. <laughs> or die, yeah. Um, yeah, so... Wow. but th- But this issue... Getting back to Action <clears throat> Comics 25. Yes. So Action Comics has not been very good recently. Yeah, it's got a It started off well with the Grant Morrison stuff. And then it that was... So DC's so confusing. So that was taking place eight years ago. Yeah. Sort of concurrent to Justice League or... Before Justice League. But before Justice League. Okay. So Justice League was taking place five years ago. Yeah. And this was taking place eight years ago. And now this is now taking place... Well, like six years ago? Nine years ago? I think it's six years ago. <laughs> oh, so this is after the Grant Morrison stuff. Uh, yeah, or around that time. It's still, like, there's, there's casual Superman in his t-shirt and his yeah. blue jeans. Yeah, it's like they early days, Clark Kent, before he's really decided, I'm going to be a costume superhero. Yeah, so he's just a little blue jeans baby. Yeah. Yep. And, Looking uh, good. The, the, <laughs> the best thing about this is the art. Um, Aaron Cooter, he drew a few, a few things here and there. He did the... The Parasite, the Villains, Parasite Month. Villains Month thing, which was really cool. Um, and yeah, I'm excited to see uh, the, the the actual first storyline that they're doing is like a giant monster one, which sounds nice. pretty awesome. Yeah, especially with the art, it's nice to see DC books. There, I feel like just a very few DC books that don't have this sort of house style, right? Yeah, um, like a lot of a lot of the books right now, they they look very similar. But the, uh, I feel like Aaron Cooter's art's cool. It's he uses a lot of like uh, like shadow and like pencil shading and stuff. And yeah. I feel like I feel like it just has a lot of personality, which uh, which you know a lot of the DC books right now maybe don't. I mean, of course, Swamp Thing, the Kano stuff looks great, and Wonder Cliff, Woman, Cliff Chang stuff on Wonder Woman still looks good. And Greg Capullo has his own style, I think, on uh, yeah, Batman. On yeah. Batman, but now that Chris Burnham's gone, uh, you know, there just there aren't like a lot of people yeah. doing yeah. stuff that's a little outside of the box. So it's nice to see that art on this. Yeah, and then the the issue's fun. Yeah, Superman like, fights a hurricane. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah I, thought, I thought he was a good character in it, like Superman actually cares. Yeah, he had an interesting personality in it. So yeah. It's yeah. kind of his more, yeah. the more modern Superman that they've right. ever been using, but less, I don't know, <laughs> something. Yeah. He's I, more fun. It, yeah, Super- of a jerk, maybe. Yeah, Superman yeah. has maybe been one of the characters who's come out on the other side of the New Fifty Two with a little bit more personality. Yeah, yeah, just because he's younger, you kind of I mean, get the less polished. He's less goody two shoes. I mean, before this, they were doing that like grounded story. Oh boy, which was that J. Michael Straczynski like thing. Superman oh, right. fixing cars and playing pickup basketball games. <laughs> yeah, and like like uh, like talking about illegal immigration. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it, was re- it was really strange. But uh yeah, yeah, he's uh, he's just a little more easygoing in this issue, which is, you he's, know, he's fun and funny. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and he's also cock- he's really cocky. He's cocky thing. even though he's still not really coming to his power, so he's yeah, he, well, often biting well, off more than he can chew. Well, and... when he goes to fight the hurricane, he's like, I don't know if I can actually right. do this, but let's see. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Yeah, and and, and the art's great. cool. Oh yeah, the art like I like that Cuter uses like Kind of unconventional, uh, unconventional uh, panel layouts. Yeah. Like there's one scene where uh, Superman comes flying down to smash something, and like the impact is the shape of the Superman symbols outline with like panels around it exploding out from it. Yeah, that's pretty it was, cool. There's like stuff like that throughout the whole issue. It yeah, really it kind of cool. reminds me of like uh, <clears throat> like J H Williams. I toned or, down J H Williams. Yeah, or like some of the stuff Jay Lee's was was yeah. doing in 
uh, Batman Superman, which unfortunately there's a new artist on that book now. Yeah, Brett Booth. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's not. Oh, Brett Booth from Grace Under Fire. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, but uh, I'd, I'd say this is worth checking out. It's a really easy jumping on point because it's the beginning yeah. of a new story and, you know, it's taking place in another different time period. Yeah. So the Superman comics now. Uh, well, I guess if you're going to include Superman in Justice League, have taken place in four different time periods? Yeah, I don't know. Because there's the current. Roughly. There's the eight years ago, the six years ago, the, this, and then the five years ago. And then there's pre-Flashpoint. No, yeah, well, yeah, that, does, yeah. that, that doesn't oh, count anymore. No. We were just talking about, like, all the things that didn't ha- happen now. Yeah. Like, every issue of Teen Titans that ever came out and never happened. Hmm. Yeah, because, yeah, Robin wasn't around. Wally yeah, West didn't Tim Drake exist. wasn't Robin, and there was no Wally West. An Aqualad, right? He doesn't exist. <laughs> yeah, Aqualad. Everybody's favorite character, Aqualad. <laughs> he doesn't exist. I guess neither of the Aqualads existed. Because yeah. there was also the black Aqualad. Oh, yeah. And then uh, Beast Boy, who is now Red. <laughs> yeah, but he's Red, because Red is cool. Oh, yeah. boy. I mean, there's Red Hulk. We can, you know. Yeah. We can go on. There's all kinds of Red stuff, you guys. Apples, yeah. fire trucks. Yep. <laughs> red cable 57 chevys uh yeah but action comics 25 good book yep yeah. all right up next we've got alex and ada number one this is uh drawn by jonathan luna and then co-written by jonathan luna and sarah vaughn so the luna brothers seem to have split off into their own things uh there's a rift is, is there, there a rift or are they no. just, they're just doing <laughs> creative rift this josh is the other one right yep, joshua and he's doing um he whispers did, he just finished whispers yeah which was a great series yeah. yep and uh jonathan luna who i think has kind of the more recognizable style yeah i of think um he uh well we can talk about that yeah oh yeah well yeah uh sarah vaughn lives in dc the luna brothers live out in virginia so they're kind of our local creative peeps uh and sarah came by the store today and so we we're actually talking to her about that she said that um Often it would be Joshua who do layouts for their books together, and then Jonathan would do the inks and stuff over it. So that's why their style is actual pencils. Yeah, yeah, their style is much more Jonathan's imagery is what people are known for. So like when Joshua's doing his own, it's a very different style, like in Whispers and stuff. Yeah, this art is is definitely similar to like Girls and the Sword. Yep, and then Whispers. uh, I guess there was also a book called Ultra, which is kind of like somewhere in between the two. Yeah, and then Whispers has a much more uh, like maybe a looser style. Yeah, Uh, this you know this like the other ones uses a lot of flat shading and um, you know kind of has a cartoonish look with uh, you know blurs in the backgrounds and stuff. But it looks cool. It's really great. great. And yeah, uh, yeah, so Alex and Ada is is uh, a sort of a near future book about uh, a society where people um, there's this big corporation that uh makes androids and people have androids as companions and um you know uh as their like lovers and things and everything yeah Yeah. and uh the the story kind of focuses on alex who does he work for one of the companies anyway he i don't think he does but it seems like he's got some stuff going on like he he seems like an early case guy who has like some of their tech implanted in his brain so that he can like talk telepathically on the telephone and stuff like that yeah and he can like yeah like door open like door shut yeah but just by thinking it it's pretty cool and then um there's kind of this other sort of subplot a couple different subplots there's also the thing like uh it seems like they're setting up some stuff where people are fighting for like robot rights yeah i thought it was yeah and then they're talking about how there was um like they one of their first AI they created went haywire and like killed a bunch of people so like AI is banned. Yeah, there's the idea that like if you put it into these androids that they can just completely murder everyone. Yeah. Yeah, and so that's all kind of set up. But then the main thing that happens in this I don't want to spoil it too much yeah. because it's the end of the issue, but basically uh, I don't know if I should say what happens at the end yeah, of this. Prob- issue. Probably because the main thrust. Yeah. Of the so so yeah. Uh, so Alex is kind of. Um, it seems like he's come out of a kind of uh, rocky relationship, like and he's been seven months ago. Yeah, seven <laughs> months ago, um, and he's been on his own. And his gra- and he's talking to his grandmother, who seems to be very rich, from yes. what I can tell. And she has she has a robot companion, and she's like, you know, you need somebody in your life. So at the end of this issue, basically, it's his birthday, and she sends him this uh, android Ada, who he activates, and that's kind of where the issue ends. Yeah. But. Uh, it, I thought the whole thing did a really good job of setting up this world. Yeah. yeah. Um, not. I, I don't want to say not a lot happens because it does, but it. But it has like a very um, deliberate, a very natural yeah. flow to it. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's. I want to say like a, a somber tone a little bit to it. Yeah. It's. It's just very low key, but I think it works really well because of that. Because it's not shoving everything in your face. It's just sort right. of incorporating all these futuristic elements, how they would be in, in somebody's life. Right. And I, yeah, I thought it was really well done and a great first issue with, yeah. a, with a really good hook. 
And uh, I've always really liked the Luna Brothers stuff, so I'm, I'm excited. And to see like a lot of their stuff, it takes place locally. Yeah, it does. Somebody mentions 495. I was like, oh, 495 still sucks in the future. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. All the cars drive themselves, but there's still a ton of traffic, I guess. Yeah. And uh, yep. yeah, it all takes place in Bethesda, so wow. that's pretty cool. Pretty great. But uh, yeah, uh, Alex and Ada highly recommended. Yeah. Highly. Uh, up next, we have Amazing X Men number one. Uh, this is by Jason Aaron and Ed McGinnis. Uh, Jason Aaron has been writing Wolverine and the X-Men and Ed McGinnis was, you know, he's drawn a ton of stuff, but, uh, and this is very yeah. much a spinoff of Wolverine. And the yeah, X-Men definitely. Man. Uh, and Ed McGinnis most recently was drawing Nova when Nova was a lot better than it is right now. Yeah, it's still good. Yeah, whatever. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I thought that this was a really good first issue. Yeah. Um, if you've been reading Wolverine and the X-Men and, and they've had a kind of these hints of like, uh, these these bamps that have been infesting the school and and this issue beast is finally going to do something about it and at the same time uh fire firestar firestar right firestar, firestar yeah, from spider-man and his amazing Spider-Man friends, friends yeah <laughs> who's now in the in the in the regular marvel universe um she uh is has been hired to be a teacher at the wolverine uh, at the jean gray school and it's her first day and it, it that's how it starts off so it's really funny when she she gets introduced to everybody well how it really starts off is even oh crazy yeah well yeah, yeah there's, there's, the crazy there's kind of like a cold opening type thing with uh involving nightcrawler and you're like oh he's and, dead yeah well they talk about like nightcrawler was a great hero and he died and then this is about him like in like basically heaven he's like straight up in heaven yeah, yeah. he's in heaven i don't know if they've shown heaven in the marvel universe yeah. before but this dude is like in heaven. he's straight up in heaven and he doesn't like it because he's bored he's kind of like i miss everybody and it's kind of boring here like i want to do something else and uh and when he, while he's thinking that his dad shows up who's a, a zazel who's a who's a demon from like the i guess hell yeah <laughs> or a version of hell um and you know some crazy stuff happens and nightcrawler's like i decided to leave heaven and he, he gets a, he gets in a fight and he he fights a bunch of guys and he gets swords and he's like yes i'm glad you guys brought some swords and he's you know <laughs> he gets back into swashbuckling and yeah it's like some some heaven versus hell uh satanic swashbuckling pirate yeah. stuff yep and, and it's it, totally crazy and uh awesome. really really just well that i feel like that whole scene is really well done and really well executed yeah. and a great way to just like get you right into this book yeah and then it goes back to you know firestar she's kind of your like the viewer i guess the reader is like uh she's she doesn't know anything about all this stuff so everybody kind of introduces themselves but it's really funny because she's walking to the school and she's like i have a class to teach like how do i get there and everybody's bickering with each other and there's like crazy stuff beasts shooting through walls and so she gets kind of wrapped up in this and the whole time she's like don't have to teach class she's like just hold on we gotta do this and yeah and like you know she gets wrapped up in this adventure involving the bamps who we find out have been building a portal to another world in the basement basically <laughs> trying to do trying to i think bring nightcrawler back it's not, that's what it seems like it yeah. seems like um yeah and that's kind of the the thrust and a bunch of characters get involved in that caper and that's it's pretty cool yeah and it's got a like a really sort of haywire energy the whole book like yes yeah, kind of <clears throat> frantic and nonstop. yeah like very similar to the some the way that wolverine and the x-men tends to be especially in the early issues of wolverine yeah. and the x-men um yeah and the whole thing's just really fun and ed mcginnis's art is is like really solid i feel like wow. like this last year or so he's been doing the best work that he's ever done yeah it's he's definitely great he's toned down i don't want to say the cartoonishness but the sort of uh I don't know. He's he's the, just toned the down the exaggeration a little bit, yeah and, yeah, and maybe the blockishness a little bit. And so I feel like his art is is just like it's smooth and it looks great. Yeah. Yeah. And um, yeah, and everybody's just not like as stocky as they used to be. That's, yeah, yeah stockiness. Like there if, you, you go. if you think about that old like Wolverine Hulk thing he did, Superman or style. Yeah. yeah, but uh, yeah, the whole thing was just really fun. Definitely, um, I feel like a lot of people were maybe a little bit disappointed with the what happened with Battle of the Atom. And right. kind of where it went, but this this seems like like hey, you know, X Men comics are still going to be like they were yeah. pretty much, yeah. and it's just a lot of fun. And yeah, I mean, if you're looking for to jump in and read an X Men comic, it's it's just it's a hoot, you guys. It's a, hoot. <laughs> it's a real hoot. Yeah. Yep. All right, up next we've got a comic. It's called Cataclysm: The Ultimate's Last Stand, Number One. This is written by Brian Michael Bendis with art by, by Mark Bagley. This is another weird thing that takes place in yep. between four other different comics or whatever. So there was uh, basically there was a, in, at the end of Age of Ultron. Yeah, we find out that Galactus is in the Ultimate Universe. Yep, and then there's a miniseries called Hunger. Yeah. Which is the lead up, I believe, yeah, to yeah. Galactus coming into the yeah, Ultimate it's Universe. So Galactus shows up on Earth and then goes into space, and some stuff happens, and then he goes back to Earth. And now this is 
taking part part of this takes place after that i guess or i guess it all takes place no, after it all takes that. place after yeah but basically it starts out with miles morales and he's like hey i saw this big galactus guy where where is he and then the rest of the issue is just him coming back and he fights the ultimates he fights everyone and he puts them in a bubble and then he's like, I'm going to eat the world. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty much it. Basically, he's going to eat everything. Yeah, he's yep. going to eat everything. So basically, he's going to eat it's, Ultimate it's Galactus. Yeah. So this is all, I mean, we all know what's going on here, right? They're just, they want to bring Miles Morales into the regular I, universe while also destroying the Ultimate Universe. Well, he definitely is going into the Marvel Universe because, like, the solicitations for, like, the third issue is, like, Miles travels to the Marvel Universe. Like, oh, okay. Um, but, yeah, I feel like this is going to be the end of the Ultimate Universe because I've, I've, been, I've been caught up on all the other books. And uh, Ultimate X-Men pretty much wrapped up, like, the X-Men almost, like, forever. Um, It was like, oh, and then, you know, the mutants have their own nation and everything's settled and they're going to be great. And then, like, that's it. (laughs) And then Ultimates is like, oh, all this bad stuff happened. And then somebody's like, oh, something really bad is about to happen. Yeah. And, I mean, the the subtitle of this is The Ultimates Last Stand. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So Um, I I feel like the Ultimate books, um, even though they're still okay, I feel like that people aren't excited about them anymore. Except for Ultimate Spider-Man, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, except for Ultimate Spider-Man, which is why uh, you know people love this character and and deservedly so. I mean, the, yeah. these comics have been great. Um, so I feel another huge hint that this is going to be the end is that they got the team that started the Ultimate Universe to do this event. Like yeah. it's Mark yeah. Bagley and and Bendis. So I feel like they're they were like, oh, let's get these guys because they started it to end it. So. And I think my we've probably addressed <laughs> that I do not like Mark Bagley very much on here before. Right. I mean, he's one thing he's always been good at though is drawing Spider-Man in costume, and yeah. he looks great in this. Yeah. Thing. Um, yeah, so, you know, I, we'll, if, we'll see what happens. If you've been reading Ultimate Spider-Man, you probably need to read this. Yeah, yeah, um, I think so. This is, like, it's the very big part, yeah. It's supposed to be, like, an unofficial sequel to Spider-Man in, in a ways, because it's got, it's going to follow up on some of the stuff in that. No, so. oh, Spider-Man is so good. Yeah. Yep. If they can hit some of the emotional points, that's yeah, I'm hoping. Spider-Man Yeah, because I think, hit. I think the part of the part will be Miles Morales going to the Marvel Universe and then finding out what happened to, like, himself in that universe. So. His, yeah. they, they hinted at something happening, so. That's Obviously. Cataclysm, you guys. It's Cataclysm. Yep. Um, well, it's part of Cataclysm. It's not great. Like it's two a, other miniseries. Not, not a lot happens in this issue. Galactus um, shows up. That's the thing that happens. Yeah. yeah. Like, he shows up like twice. There's some fighting. Basically, <laughs> he shows up, the heroes realize they can't beat him, and he starts eating everything. Yep. Um, <laughs> so but, he does. But believes that at an interesting point for the next four issues. Yeah, like, I guess so. They I, can't fight him. and yeah. It's just going to be about... It's just going to be Spider-Man stuff. It's going to be them going to get Reed Richards to, to get rid of Galactus. I Do think. you guys remember Marvel 1985? Yes. Yep. Oh, man, that book was really so good. So good. <laughs> anyway, uh, up next, we've got Drumheller number one. This is written by Riley Rosmo with art by Alex Link. These guys nope. are... What? It's it's co-written by Riley Rosmo and Alex Link, but drawn by Riley Rosmo. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. I've got that backwards. And these guys have worked together before on a bunch of different stuff, right? Like, I think so. Uh, debris? Was it that them? Yeah, I think that was them. Yeah. Um, and also uh, that book they used to read all the time with Bigfoot in it or whatever, didn't they? Proof? Before? No, that was uh, Alex Grish. Yeah, that's uh, what I'm thinking. Okay, of. yeah. So maybe I'm yeah. getting this mixed up. But anyway, Drumheller is um, I don't know. It's a it's a comic. It is really weird. It's uh, definitely really weird. <laughs> like we were all talking about this earlier, that it seems like this is the sort of thing that you can read the entire thing, which we did, and still not quite know what was going on until you read like the recap and like a solicitation at the back of it. It's like you know they have all the things at the back it's like don't forget drumheller number one came out and they have like a one paragraph summary and we got more out of that than like actually reading this comic the one thing is that it doesn't do a very good job of kind of like introducing you kind of dumped into this world which is normally cool which is cool but you don't get enough information along the way to figure out like like what what everything is like you get what what did you get so basically, what is it? This Drum guy, Heller is the character. His name's yeah. Drum. His last name's Heller, which I didn't realize at first. Uh, he is a sort of magician type. He deals with supernatural magical forces. Uh, something bad has happened, and he's lost all his stuff. So he goes on a quest to hit one of his ex-girlfriends who like has some more magical gear he's got. He's accompanied by a sort of weird ghost creature. Uh, his ex-girlfriend and he both dated another person who is a werewolf. Uh, at different times, and this werewolf might have some knowledge, and I might leave one or two things out, but that's kind of it. There I got was, I got some of those things when I read it. Yeah, they, they find a quest a for bo- a bog man, a m- monster in the bog called the Bog Man, uh, and they find him, and he comes to life. 
It yep. ends really suddenly. Like yeah. uh, I was like that I, last panel, like is just out of nowhere, and it's like it's it's really hard to tell how it exists in relationship to the <laughs> yeah. scene that's going on. Yeah. So so I guess that brings us to like what we thought of this book in general. I felt like it was a little bit clunky, confusing. Yeah. And like I felt like. Uh, there were a lot of jokes in it that really felt flat to me. Uh, hmm. Like I felt like they tried to inject a lot of humor, but it just it wasn't really grabbing me. Um, I feel like I liked the middle part of it. Like I didn't understand the beginning really well, and then I liked the kind of relationship yeah, between like him his and his girlfriend was really his ex girlfriend, yeah. and like I understood their connection and like his you know bisexual ex werewolf girlfriend. I understood <laughs> all of that, and then like comics. And then the end, I was like, well, I don't know what's happening anymore. Yeah, I mean, the scene between them and the, like, when they're just sort of arguing in her apartment, yeah. and there's that kind of tension building was, was great. But it, yeah. it also, uh, because of maybe the way the whole thing was set up, I just, it, it didn't feel like it was related to anything else that was right, going right. on. That's what saying. Like, the characters yeah. are good, but the plotting and setting kind of weird. Yeah, it was just disjointed. So, I, um, you know, I, I, will you guys read the second issue of this? Uh, maybe. Yeah, maybe. That's a maybe. Yeah, I like, I like them enough that I... I, I want to give number two a chance just to see, but and the art's fun at times. So, yeah. You know, it's it can yeah. be very expressive. Um, it's a little spare in a weird way, yeah. like it looks a little rushed. But uh, but you know, in general, I thought it looked pretty solid. Yeah, all right. Yeah. Anyway, okay. Uh, up next, we have a book called "Long Shot Saves the Marvel Universe" number one. This is written by Christopher Hastings with art by Jacopo Camani. <laughs> Jacopo, <laughs> Jacopo. I have no idea. I said Jacopo, so probably that's Jacopo I'm not the one Kamani. to ask. <laughs> uh, it's yeah. So uh, this is about Longshot not having a mullet anymore. So I tried to explain to someone today who Longshot was, and I realized that I wasn't quite sure. I'm like. 90s? Is this when he came he's around? 90s? No, he's 80s. Is he 80s? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, he started out in the Art Adams, like, X-Baby stuff, I believe. the Mojoverse. And there was a long oh, shot uh, miniseries that was also by uh, Art Adams. And, yeah, uh, he's the hero of the Mojoverse, which is I basically like not even know that. a Running Man-esque universe where Mojo... Uh, who's this big yellow guy just wants to be entertained, <laughs> so he puts people in these death games and stuff. The one thing about this issue is I was glad that Mojo didn't show up. I like true. Mojo, but I feel like he always shows no, up, especially in the Longshot. Maybe story. next issue. Yeah, yeah. Probably, he probably will show up. But yeah, Longshot's power is basically he's super lucky. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, he's not a mutant, but yeah, that's his power. And he can, like when his, he makes his eye glow and then he has luck. Huh, see? His eye glows whenever something lucky is about to happen. Yep. Gotcha. And he has bird bones. He does have very <laughs> and so he he weighs Cutting like edge. he weighs like eighty pounds and he can jump around a bunch and yeah. stuff. There you go. So yeah, in this issue, um, he, he, a haircut. he used to have a mullet. Yeah. Well, the first, the first issue when he first shows up, somebody had just just cut his hair and like you look great without that mullet. Yeah. Um, and so he's, and the guy's like, "You're so sexy, you can have a free haircut." Oh yeah, that's right. Um, and so then. Uh, you the, find out this issue is really funny. You find out that there's a this this being going around killing everybody who has like a stroke of luck. It's just like, randomly, some guys like, "Oh man, I'm lucky. I got the, to the train on time." He's like, kills him. He's like, "Oh, you're not the guy I wanted to kill." And so, um, yeah, obviously he's after a uh, long shot because he's really lucky. Um, I thought there was really some really funny things in this with uh, how Longshot's powers work. It was pretty funny. Like uh, he. <laughs> He's like, oh, man, I don't have enough money to buy a, was it a hot dog or a taco? He's like, yeah, I don't have tacos. enough money to buy tacos. And then this building explodes and money falls out of the sky. <laughs> <laughs> and so he's like, he's just kind of realizing that whenever he has something lucky happens to him, something terrible happens to somebody else. So that's kind of why this guy is trying to kill him. Um, that's kind of the basic gist of it. Yeah. It's, it's or like funny. when he like rescues a girl basically and she's like oh thank you so much and you know you want to get coffee sometimes like whoa 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 if i like get a date out of this then all my luck will go away or something terrible will happen so he's like i can never push my luck too far yeah he keeps trying not to push his luck it's funny yeah i thought it was really fun yeah and the art in it is like really solid like like a cart you know cartoony style i don't know kind of what is what what would you say it reminds you of completely i don't know yeah but it's good like maybe like riley brown yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and some of the guys like that that were drawing stuff for Marvel a few years ago. Um, yeah, maybe Paco Medina a little bit. Yeah, yeah, but uh, you know, in general, it was just kind of a fun issue. It was, you know, a little. It was lighthearted. Yeah, I thought it was really fun for that. Like, it was nice to see something that's just fun. And I, I, I thought the kind of twist at the end was really cool. So yeah, some it's fun. Oh yeah, happens. there is a pretty cool twist. Oh yeah, I forgot. That's long shot saves the Marvel universe. Guys. I really liked it. Jared really liked I, it. I forget. There's a hilarious subplot involving uh, Reed Richards and um, and oh yeah, Tony, and Tony Stark. Stark. See, it was, who, oh, it was who so find fun. like some something and they're like trying to transport it in like a 
tractor trailer and they're trying to go on a ferry and the guy's like you can't bring a ferry onto the i mean a tractor trailer onto the ferry just trying to get something dangerous out of it's New just York really funny truck. it's yeah. just like why are they even doing <laughs> yeah i thought it was uh, good it was good yeah it's funny cool i'm gonna read it again because i was like zoning out when i was yeah, okay. it. That makes but, sense. but uh all right up next we have a book that i couldn't even make it through this is protectors incorporated number one by <laughs> J- by j michael straczynski what do you think this comic was about uh, and art by Gordon Purcell. Um, I I literally couldn't <laughs> make heads or tails in this comic. Oh boy, uh, Jared. Uh, so this is a yet another attempt to create a new universe where superheroes show up again. This time, some dude in World War II gets superpowers, and then he comes home. He's American. It's basically. Of quick question: Is this book worth talking about? No, it's basically <laughs> okay. Let's just say this. Up it's, next, it's, yeah. it's basically the plot of Rising Stars. A bunch of people get oh, so it's every J. Michael Straczynski yeah. thing that's ever come out. Yeah. Like this hero in World War Two gets struck by lightning and gets powers, and then every, a bunch of people start getting powers that way, and then somebody's killing a bunch of these heroes. So it's also Watchmen um, or, something. or um, something. And this guy, who original guy who had the powers, has disappeared. Uh. <laughs> um, but there's no, the thing about this this issue is there's no story. Um, they're it's just all, like it's all set up for this universe. It's an entire explanation yeah. of how this universe has has said, been with the superheroes. Yeah, there were like a lot of characters flashbacks and stuff. Yeah. It was all like one giant flashback, but there were like five separate flashbacks. Yeah, it was uh, okay. Well, that's Protectors Incorporated number one. Yep. Uh, the last book this week though is is a good one, and this is Bad Houses. Yep. This is a new graphic novel uh, written by Sarah Ryan with art by Carla Speed McNeil. Yep. Uh, I don't know Sarah Ryan. She is the wife of Steve Lieber, and they did a <laughs> mini comic together. That's oh. what she's known for. The wife. No, they did the a, a mini comic that uh, e- me and Edith Head that she wrote and he drew, which was like, especially for him and it being pretty big at the time, like when Whiteout was coming out, was it's really really good. Is it about Edith Head? Uh, it's about her and Edith Head, the costume designer, famous costume designer <laughs> from the fifties and sixties. Uh, I think it is actually. That's that's. I should read that. It was really awesome. So you guys, I love Edith Head's costume design. I'm just going to throw that out there. Do you really? I really do. Yeah. We might have one in Vienna still. Uh, Costume. (laughs) Uh, Just in Edith Head. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure what else she's been writing because that was like five or six years ago. But and then Carlos Speed McNeil, of course, is the artist and writer of Finder. Mm -hmm. Yep. And uh, Jared is a huge fan. Yep. And she's local as well. Yep. She's up in Maryland. Yeah. So uh, and. Yeah, I thought Sarah Ryan, for somebody who I had never heard of before, crafted a pretty complex emotional story. Uh, yeah, so basically the setup is there's four main characters in this. There's a young girl whose um, mother is basically a hoarder. Yep, who works in a nursing home. Yeah, uh, and then the girl herself is kind of, I don't know, what would you just, what does she do with herself? N- nothing. She, yeah. goes, she, she takes go- pictures. She's yeah. kind of emo. She's kind of a, <laughs> she yeah, goes to estate, stale, estate sales and, and kind of steals stuff. Yeah, but she she's steals, a bit of a um, klepto. She steals more stuff that are personal, like yeah. uh, photo albums and stuff. She um, has yeah. like a 2005, like, shotgun haircut. Yeah, and she's one of those people that... Um, explores like abandoned buildings and stuff <laughs> yep she's one of those Little people is pretty good <laughs> homeless <Yeah>. people <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh and then the other uh set of characters is this guy uh and his mother and he is um he works for her and she she, yeah, she runs works for his mom and she runs an estate sale company right and so he's kind of like just the gopher for her and like his mom is getting pushed around by her a lot but is a huge assistant to her and so of course since this other younger girl is interested in these estate sales the guy and the girl meet and so it's kind of like the two of them and their budding relationship while dealing with the fact that both of them have lost their dads and have these crazy and different way mothers and just what happens it is just uh you know a dramatic story of what happens with these characters and how they all interact with some really crazy twists and other characters added in that add some interesting flavor i don't want to give too much away about what happens but yeah it's it's a it's a really well done story like it's yeah um everything's really grounded this isn't like a lot of stuff that we review where yeah, it's like, exactly you know, nobody has superpowers or anything in this but uh yeah it's it's it, the main story i think is about um God, I can never remember people's names when we're reviewing yeah, these things, which is terrible. <laughs> uh, it's somewhere around here. But anyway, uh, it's about, you know, the, t- the two children, and they're not children, but they're in high school, I guess? No, are they're, they, they're are they older than that. They're in their, like, well, 20s. One thing something. I will say is Carla Speed McNeil's art, while very good, sometimes it's really hard to tell how old people are in this uh, A little bit, yeah. Yeah, so... Uh, 
Yeah, Anne and Lewis are the two main there characters. We go. Yeah, I'm going to yeah. cut out that pause while I was looking for the <laughs> name on the back. I can see it right here in the <laughs> file. Uh, yeah, and it's 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 mostly about them, and they're both kind of kind of loners, I guess, in their yeah. own ways. And uh, it's just about them kind of becoming friends, and you know, more than friends, I guess. And a lot of the most interesting stuff in this, I thought, like, there's a really interesting scene, for example, just to give you an idea of like the sort of tone of the book, where uh, Anne and Lewis have, have they've. They've been mostly meeting in secret the the whole yeah. time. So they're yeah. just like whenever they're together, they're like completely each other's worlds. Yeah. And then she goes to this like karate tournament he, sh- that he's oh in. right, and she like kind of can't deal with the fact that like he, he has, has these other friends and, yeah. and these and this life outside of her. And I thought that that's like a very sort of emotionally complex thing to tackle. And I yeah. thought I thought it was done really well. And uh, and you know I I just think that's maybe the kind of indicative of the kind of book that this is. And another, yeah. another scene that was really good. Um, that kind of had a, a, a good emotional beat was uh, when um, so they're they, you know the Lewis and his mom do estate sales and they're going to look at houses and they found one that's like um, used to be belong to a hoarder and so um, Anne goes with them to like check it out oh um, yeah boy and so she gets all emotional because they're talking about this hoarder and like how it's terrible and like they have to clean all this and it's like something she wants her mom to be able to do and she's like oh my mom's yeah. gonna die well, with, she all deals this, with all, all this time. stuff in the yeah. house and so that part was pretty pretty intense too oh yeah they had yeah and her reaction like... her reaction is like very severe yeah and but but nothing really needs to be said because they've set up all these emotions throughout, right. the, throughout yeah. the rest of the story so it's like it, everything's done implicitly it's yeah, so many little bits like that. Anne's room is like perfectly neat in her house, and yet outside of her room, it's like just completely under the destructive piles of stuff her mom has everywhere. So it's like how everyone has like these little bits and pieces of their life, and then there, there's so many parts of this that build up of like you know the old friends of the mothers that they knew back in high school, and what happened to the dads that have vanished from their lives, and like little bits and pieces that start tying all this into a bigger story. There's and, like, lots of, there's when lots Anne's of great... mom starts trying to date someone, and right? Oh, it's there's so also good. like really good com- complex characters, like the first guy, like who there's um the guy there's a guy who just goes who has an antique store and he just goes around to the estate sales and like. Yep buys all the yeah, stuff he knows like is worth money and he's the um, kind of hot shot guy he's like he's like the guy that would be on like storage wars right. or something like that <laughs> and he seems very one-dimensional at first but then as you get to know him he's like so complex and it's, yeah, it's pretty, it's he's got cool. a history with a lot of these people and, yeah yeah it's yeah great. and it's kind of about you know just how everybody's connected in a small town yeah and yeah it was it was just really well done it's uh awesome yeah it's awesome and it's not like anything i've read yeah. that I can think of recently or yeah. just nope. maybe in general. So, uh, yeah, definitely check it out. And uh, always good to end on a high note. Yes. yes. Get it. And that's it for episode 98 of the Big Planet Comics that's podcast. <laughs> don't, don't. See you guys later. See you.